Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. I just know God has something special for you today. I have a wonderful, wonderful woman of God on the program today. Her name is Olivia Moore. Olivia, I am so happy to have you here today. Oh my goodness, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I want to say something first, how I met you. I was actually at Nicole Crank's conference for women, and I just saw this energy walking around this room, and she's like so fired up. And, you know, at the very end of the conference, I don't know if you remember this, but you gave me your book. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wow, this was amazing. I said, who is this girl? So I started following you on Instagram, and I am like, where is the boldness (laughs) Um, that this girl has, like, we need more people to step up and women you're evangelizing and okay, guys, you're going to hear all about this, (laughs) but I'm going to read your bio. Olivia is a minister. You are an evangelist. Let me tell you that an (laughs) author of the book. You will not be remembered for that. She graduated from Rama Bible training center. She is ordained through Jerry Savelle Ministry. We love him. Aww. And Olivia is currently traveling cross-country in her bright yellow 1972 Volkswagen van called Wally. I follow Wally the wagon. <laughs> I love it. On Aww. the amazing Grace Tour, a ministry road trip with purpose of meeting people right where they are and taking Jesus and his free grace to those that meet on this amazing God adventure. (laughs) Olivia, you're so adventurous. First of all, tell me a little bit about your background. Like, how did you get this calling on your life? Yeah, well, you know what? Um, I grew up in a ministry family. I love how you said how you only like remember when you started preaching. That's kind of the same way with me, just was kind of born into it and just always had a heart for God and just a passion for helping people. And um, so actually when I was about, when I was a teenager, that's when I was really going after God for myself and hearing and learning about how we can hear the voice of God for ourselves. We can be led by the Holy Spirit for ourselves. And that just as a teenager is when God really placed that desire and that fire for the nations within my heart. So I was able to start preaching when I was about 15, went on my first missions trip to Africa when I was 17, and I was just hooked from then on and just knew that's the rest of my life is going to be uh, taking the gospel to here in the United States and the nations around the world. So just been blessed to get to do that. Oh, my goodness. I just got chills when I heard that. So you went to Africa at 17. I did. It's life changing. It is. And, you know, I'm a huge Disney person being I'm down in Miami. So we were talking like I like to pretend that I'm gangster sometimes you know, <laughs> I down here. When I was like in middle school, I've always introduced myself as yo, yo, yo. I'm Olivia Mo. What? But I had no friends. But, but Don't I'm get all- me started. We'll do a rap <laughs> together. I used to oh, rap when I was in I love that. But I'm also a Disney person. So, you know, growing up, I don't know if it was just God or if it was Disney, but from the Lion King, like Africa has always been in my heart. I feel like God used Disney to like implant that seed within me. So I've always, um, I mean, God takes me to a lot of different nations and I feel like I just fall in love with the people everywhere that I go. But uh, going to Africa for the first time as a teenager, that was just 
so eye-opening and life-changing for me. So. And they're so grateful. They're so hungry for the gospel. Oh, yeah. um, you might not know this about me, but I was a youth leader for a long time. So I was a youth oh, pastor cool. really, really young. I look back at it. I, I was like in my teens, you know, when I actually started being in charge of the youth. Wow. <laughs> and so I would take the youth because I was like, man, we couldn't get youth to come to church. So I started this choir and we did choreography and we traveled all over the world. So for 10 years, that's what I did. We have 80 kids that went everywhere. But a lot of them, I mean, to be honest, if I could just say it, they're kind of spoiled here in America. And they were like, oh, I don't know if I want to go on a missions trip. And then we would take them and they would be crying. They didn't want to get back on the plane. They wanted to give away everything they own. It was so impacting. Today, so many of them are youth leaders and still just bringing people to Christ. So I love that. So you got hooked right then. So let me just ask you, what is some of the favorite places maybe that you've been? I know we talked about Africa. Any other countries? (laughs) Let's see. Uh, I have a huge heart for India as well. Just the people there, honestly, everywhere, but they're just so warm and welcoming and just the sweetest people. Like even the children, they'll deck out, even if they barely have anything, they'll put flowers in their hair, like whenever, because they just recognize that as like a minister of God. So it's just like their honor for God and their hunger. It's just so amazing. And then I love Hawaii. (laughs) That's one of my favorite Oh, I love that. I've never been there. I want to go though. Yeah, it's so much fun. I taught myself how to surf the first time. When I went over Stop. There. That yes. is my like bucket list is to oh learn how gosh. to surf. So when I'm down in Florida, we're going. We have to. We, we can have to in Wally. <laughs> yes, we'll do it. I want to go in Wally. I want to get in that big yellow Volkswagen. There's no and, air conditioning, but we ah, can That's okay. We'll go 40. They say it's a 40, what is it? Four by four. It's 40 miles per hour, four windows open. So right. we'll survive. <laughs> Um, hey, Olivia, I know that you're you're ministering, you're in Rhema, but you know, sometimes we go through situations, even when we love the Lord, where we feel stuck. And I just want you to tell me a time in your life when you felt stuck or chained to your past. Um, just just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, like, like I was saying, how got started really young, like you did in the ministry and just full of so much passion, so much vision for my life. I like to think about it kind of because I used to run track and cross country. And, you know, whenever they have like the runners and they're running with that baton in their hand, they got their eyes on the prize. They're running with everything within them. But, you know, sometimes when you're running in a race, um, whenever you they always say like not to look back, even if someone's coming up uh, behind you, you can't look back because that's going to slow you down in life. And I feel like so many times you know, the the enemy, he comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. Mm. And he's roaming around like a lion. He's seeking whom he may devour. And one of the biggest traps that I feel like that he often uses on us, because we all go through different things. The details of all of our stories are going to be different, but it's the same enemy who's out there. And he wants to get us stuck because he knows that God has that purpose. He has that baton that he's placing within each and every person's hand, but he wants to get us stuck in the race. He wants us Mm. just spectators. He wants life to pass on right by us and time to pass us by, but we're mentally stuck. You know, life might be look different around us, but there we are stuck in things that happened in our past. And that's exactly what happened for me. It was like I was running that race, but then sometimes we take a wrong turn. We yeah. go the wrong way <laughs> and things happen in life that you didn't have on like that five-year plan. Like I'm a big, that's right. Come on, the vision board, the right? So things happen in life that weren't exactly on the vision board. You know what I mean? That's and 
um, so I ended up going to Bible school and then um, ended up getting married at a pretty young age and went through a really painful divorce. Mm. And obviously, you know, growing up in ministry and just my background and everything, that was never something that I ever would have expected to go through. But I'm just so thankful that God, you know, nothing takes him by surprise. And what the enemy meant for destruction, God is so much bigger than those things. God is so much greater. And just for each and every listener, no matter what you go through in life, I love how the Bible says that his gifts and his callings are without repentance. But I know for myself, that when you're walking through something like that, like after um, going through that divorce, I just felt like all that vision that I once had, all that passion for life, that sense of purpose, it was just completely depleted out of me. I just struggled with so many different thoughts, so many different feelings, thinking, how could God possibly use me now? Like, oh, man. Never, I right. knew that God had a call for ministry on my life. I thought, how could I ever speak in front of people again? Who would ever want to listen to me? I just felt like damaged goods. I felt so unqualified. I thought I would never be joyful again, never be happy again, and just never saw how my life could be the same. I was actually on the verge of wanting to take my own life. Mm. But uh, if you don't mind, I want to share just something that really helped me with all that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. As you know, as I was walking through this process and just was in a really dark place and so many times I just feel like that's exactly what the enemy tries to get us to do. It's kind of like a key, how we can like bait a horse if you hold out a carrot and you get yeah. that horse to follow you. And in the same way, the enemy will try to put a thought out there because that's where the battlefield is right in our mind. And um, he'll try to put a thought out there. And if we follow it, you know, then that second thought becomes a lot easier. That opening for um for his thoughts and his lies becomes greater. And there I was after going through this divorce of just feeling like damaged goods, being so obsessed about what people must be thinking about me now, just not forgiving myself, just not being at peace with myself. I felt like a failure. I didn't see any separation between the mistakes and like who I was. So there I was, I was just in this hopeless trail of despair where I just felt really stuck, really hopeless, completely visionless. But then, um, some time had passed by and I found myself in India. This was like the first missions trip that I'd been wow. on. Everything had happened. And here I was. And probably if you would have looked at me, maybe you would have thought, oh, you know what? She doesn't have any problems. She's right. okay. So I was hiding a lot of pain behind a smile. And I feel like it's so easy to do that, especially nowadays. We have this filter. Social society. media. We're all yeah. perfect. Everything's happening. Right. And you never know what's really going on with someone. That's why, you know, comparison is just such a trap of the enemy. But on there I was seeing God doing amazing things all around around me, but day in and day out, I was just so tormented in my mm. thought life, feeling like damaged goods, just feeling unqualified. And, but something happened while I was on that trip. I woke up one morning and God forever changed my life through a text message. Mind blowing a text message, but I just love the heart of God that he'll get to us any way that he can. And actually what happened was that God had given a friend of mine, a dream about me. And this dream was right in line with the word of God. I like to say, if you ever want God to speak to you, all you have to do is open up your Bible and God will talk yes, to you. Yes, his but word. You know, yeah, exactly. But sometimes he does use things like a dream that line up with his word. And uh, my friend texted me the details of this dream. And she was saying how we were walking somewhere when all of a sudden this man came up to us and he knew about everything that I'd gone through. He knew about uh, the pain of my divorce, my struggle to forgive myself, how I was right on the verge of wanting to take my own life. But then that man, he stopped. 
He smiled. He looked at me and he spoke these words. He said, she will not be remembered for that. Oh she my will not be remembered for that. Said it again. He said, she will not be remembered for that. So I, this was the first thing I saw. I was still in my bed in India, not this bed, (laughs) but I was still in my bed in India. And I'm just reading this text message. My eyes are glued to the screen. And then all of a sudden, it's just like the presence of God rushed into that room. And I just began to hear and picture Jesus with that same smile on his face. And you will not be remembered for that. So it was just within that moment that I knew that this was not the end of my life because for so long, it's like, no matter what we go through, and sometimes it's not even the major things we go through. The Bible says sometimes it's the small foxes that spoil the vine, just that nagging feeling of not measuring up or whatever, you know, we might be going through, just not feeling good enough or qualified or of full of shame because of our past. But within that moment, I just knew that this was not the end of my life, that God wanted to turn things. He around had so much. Yeah. More. You know what, Olivia, um, when you grow up in church, when, when, especially, you know, I'm just going to zero on in young girls, you know, yeah. grow up in church or even guys too. And you're hearing the truth all the time. You know, the truth, we know what, what it's supposed to look right. like. You know, we know like God's plan for our life. And, you know, we don't think we're going to get married and, and it, it's not going to work out. I mean, we're supposed to have the Disney, we're supposed to have the happily ever after. And I think one of the things that I have found, and I'm sure through about your years of ministry is that sometimes, um, especially because, you know, our ministry, we're reaching girls that are broken and hurting. They come into the house, the mercy house, and sometimes they come to the altar so quickly and they're so broken and you see them transform their hearts to the Lord. But the girls who grew up in church, the condemnation mm-hmm. is so heavy. Oh my and goodness. We feel like, man, everybody's watching us. I'm not going to go to the altar. I'm not going to raise my hand for prayer. I can't let anybody know that I need prayer because it wasn't supposed to be like that. But right. that is the biggest lie of the enemy. And I just want to speak into girls and, and young people, women that are, you know, my age that are just like, they're still bound by that thought that it was supposed to be perfect and that God is condemning you for whatever sin you've done. God did not come to the world to condemn us. Right. And so, I mean, I don't know if you've run into that, but sometimes it's people that grew up in the church that are under the pressure that don't realize that the same way he will um, release freedom and hope to the sinner that was hanging on that cross beside him that day, he will release you of whatever failures, whatever moral failures, whatever sin. Look, forget this thing of all of us being perfect because I am not perfect. (laughs) I never turn my back on God, but I sure sinned, right? Right. that freedom and forgiveness in my life. And I just want you to speak to that girl right now or that young person that maybe fell, maybe had something didn't work out, Uh maybe, um, you know, like a a marriage, you know, and what would you tell them, Olivia? Like, you know, they just feel like God can never use them. Wow. I love everything you just said, because that's totally, that's right where I was too. Of I never realized what a perfectionist I had always tried to do, tried to be, and just the pressure. It wasn't pressure that God was putting on me, but it was pressure that sometimes that we put those weights. Oh man, you're right. 
And I just love how, you know, Jesus is all about relationships. So I would say to, you know, to anyone out there right now that's just been dealing with just that condemnation and that shame, you know, condemnation is a confidence killer. That's why the enemy tries it so often to, to get us to take those burdens, to take those cares. But Jesus said, come unto me. Anyone who's weary, anyone who's overburdened, come unto me and I will give you rest. One translation, he said, I'll ease, I'll relieve, and I'll refresh your souls. So I would say to anyone out there right now that you know that you are not your past. You're not defined by what lies behind, but that all things are made brand new. And just to take God's love, there's a scripture in 1 John 4, 16. It says that we have known, but then it doesn't stop there. It says we have known and we have believed the love that God has for us. And like you were saying, you know, sometimes we grow up with these these things. We hear about them. We know about it, but it's so different, not just to be familiar with something, but to truly dive in and believe that and receive that for yourself. So for anyone just dealing with things, I would say get alone with God. Take some time to let God tell you who you are. Don't even uh, define yourself uh, according to, you know, your Instagram followers or, yeah. or what people have said to you in the past or whatever it might be. No, you know, we need to let God's word define us. And what God says about us, that's what we need to speak about ourselves. I know that when I was in that moment in India, I heard these words being spoken over my life, but I knew I couldn't leave that moment without speaking the same things over my life. You know, the Bible says we believe, therefore we speak. God created the world with the words that he spoke. And that's how we're going to see change in our life, change in our relationship with ourselves, change in how we view ourselves. So I just started saying, I will not be remembered for that. I will not be remembered for that. What God has said about you, you need to say about yourself. I will not be remembered for that. I just want to talk to a listener right now that um, is struggling with the same thing that Olivia, that you went through. And I mean, I'll tell you, I went through similar things as well. Sometimes we are our biggest enemy, but we need to receive God's forgiveness in our life. And so if you're listening today and you're hearing this podcast, you're watching on YouTube, I want to encourage you to stop what you're doing and just allow God's forgiveness to heal you and comfort you and refresh you. You know, I I was just down in Florida and crazy enough, as cold as it was, I got into the ocean. No, I did. I was swimming. No bird. And I just like, I jumped in and it was so refreshing. And I just thought about how God, he washes away our paths. He washes away Mm -hmm. our sin. You know, he restores us. And just like the salt of that ocean, he heals us. Love it. So you are healed. We're going to declare that over your life today is that your past is your past. That is gone. His forgiveness restores you. And God has more for you. Look, I want to tell you, you need to let go. Um, I'm about to sing that Let It Go song from Disney. You know, that's right. So let it go and give it to God, and then go ahead and walk into your new season. God is going to do something great. I'm actually excited about the year that's coming because I believe that God's got great things in store for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't care what you've gone through, where you've been. God is a deliverer. He's a restorer. And the cool thing is that he gets all the glory when you let go of your past and you walk into what his calling is for your life. And that's what's happening in Olivia's life. You guys need to follow her. She, if I ever just am down and I need a happy day, I will follow her yellow little Wally and I will see her excitement, her, you know, passion for Christ. You need joy, guys. We need happiness in the world that we live today. 
And God has that. Tell me really quick, if they wanted to get in touch with you. But I have a website as well. It's oliviamore.org. And then my Instagram name is just my name, Olivia Moore. So, <laughs> And what about your book? So can they get it on your website? It's on my website and it says on Amazon as well. Okay, awesome. So look, if you know somebody struggling with those issues, if you're still bound by that, get that book, let it minister to you. I know that uh, I'm an author. I know what it takes to put a book together. There's a lot of prayer and fasting that goes in this. And I just believe it's going to come off the pages and just change your life. So I'm excited about this, but I believe that Olivia, we need to pray for these listeners. And I want you to do that. I want you to pray deliverance, healing, that people will let go and walk into God's best for them. Awesome. Well, Father God, we just thank you for each and every person who's with us today, who's listening. And Lord, we just thank you and we trust you that you've been speaking to each and every heart. And Father, you see each one. You know them by name. You know everything about them. You know every detail of their life, Father. And right now, we just speak healing and hope and deliverance to each and every person in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that they are not bound to the past. They're not chained to regret. They're not chained to shame, but in the name of Jesus right now, we decree and we declare breakthrough in their life. We thank you, God, that you are a God of restoration. You are the God of hope. And right now that as they trust you, as they believe you, we just speak that, that joy and peace and hope and expectation for the future just bubbles up within them. Father, that they are free, that your anointing enables and empowers them right now, not in their own strength, but your anointing just uh, empowers them to let go of what's been trying to hold on to them, that they quit looking back because you said in your word, do not remember the former things. You said, behold, I am doing a brand new thing. And you said, now it springs forth. So we thank you, Lord, that the old has passed away, the fresh and the new has come. And we speak new things, new blessings, new opportunities, new dreams to rise up, to let go of the old because it's time to go forward. Just empower them, help them to move forward, Father, and just an impartation of hope that that you give sight to the blind, fresh vision to those who have lost hope. It's not too late. It's not over. We thank you, Lord, that you work all things out together for their good. I thank you, Lord, that you make a way where there seems to be no way, and you restore the years in their life. You make up for the losses. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. This will be the greatest season of their life. It's a new season and a new time in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. (laughs) That is a, a prayer of healing, restoration, and of going forward. So I pray that you were touched today. Olivia, it was so wonderful having you today on today's program. So being here. Just amazing. And you're a powerhouse. I love hearing you. (laughs) You're awesome. I know God connected us and we are going to go surfing. We're going to do it. Yay, road trip. (laughs) You're going to take me there. We're doing it. We're doing it. Well, hey guys, when you put your trust in God, he will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faith, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. 
This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.